going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 208, where today we're talking about Promising Young Woman and The Midnight Sky from Netflix. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. And I'm Roger Stillian. And I'm a little late on the opener because I was taking a drink, Chris Vaughn. Chris Vaughn, perma guest. How are you guys? What did you guys do this week? Anything fun? No. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah, that's about it. I played a lot of Apex. I watched a movie. I hope more than one. I guess you'll find out. (laughs) I watched like 16 movies this week. Actually, I I started watching Cobra Kai on uh netflix now so oh uh, that's what i i, I mean that's my next pro- my binging project is to get caught up with cobra kai because everyone says the same thing it's awesome you should watch it have you not ever watched cobra kai i have not i've just been avoiding it but now i just it's unavoidable because everyone's just i haven't heard one bad thing about cobra's cobra kai so i need to get on that well, i mean it's a lot easier to binge it i mean the last, first two seasons were on youtube tv so i don't know whoever thought that was a good idea but uh, now that it's shifted to Netflix, you should definitely check it out. The first two seasons are great. I won't comment on the third season yet because I'm done with it. So, yeah. All right, all right, all right. What else is going on this week, guys? Anything fun? Anything fun? Chris, did you rob any stores? Uh, no, I haven't done that in quite some time. So, Did you commit any felonies of any kind? It depends on what state you're Don't in. Don't answer that question. <laughs> Trap. <laughs> Trap. Trap. Well, Roger, what about you? Any felonies Any any thieving going on? First off, why would you think I would steal things if it was a crime I was going to commit? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was just a basic question. Jesus, man. You strike me as the guy that would shoplift for attention. So <laughs> I do not shoplift. Oh my goodness! So he could feel. I haven't alive. shoplifted since I was in sixth grade. Just because he wants to get arrested by some like yeah. weird Macy's police. He just wants to be in cuffs. <laughs> to be honest. You, know what, you know what we used to do though. My buddy Josiah Barton and I'm incriminating him right now from sixth grade. We used to go. And steal pens and pencils from places like we were pretty, like it was it was an epidemic. We did a lot, in but we face, got this in the face of a real epidemic. Pandemic, oh, sorry. Well, yeah. pandemic. Still, close enough. This was no, this was in like ninety nine or like ninety seven. Yeah, but we just go steal cool pens and pencils because we were you know middle school. And we liked pens and pencils. We like we thought the whole store. There was one time we thought we were busted so bad we thought we were going to get locked up, and and my dad was like. Um, I don't think they're going to send the police after you for a few pencils. Stop I stealing. I think they should have. You uh, goddamn criminal. This explains what, uh, you know, the current badassery state of Grayson Maxwell. It is. You know, Kim- domineering force on this show. <laughs> if anyone from Kmart corporate, if it still exists, is listening, I'm guilty from stealing from you in 97. A couple of- is Kmart gone? I don't know. I don't- I mean, I'm, I'm sure the company still exists somehow. I just don't know if there's like a corporate office. I will anymore. Google this because I need to know if Kmart is there because I'm calling the police, sir. <laughs> All right. I am done incriminating myself. All right. This is episode 208 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. There are 34 Kmarts remaining in the United States. 30 less than our total states. There used to be 2,100 Kmarts, and they're down to 34. 34. Kmart was always actually Kmart was pretty big for like two decades, and then it just lost whatever steam it had for a long time. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. That was Kmart was like an anchor store in a lot of malls, and now it doesn't even. Of course. 
the town I grew up in had two Kmart's in there and no Walmart in sight for the longest two, time. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Who, Damn. I, I grew up in Brunswick, Ohio, right outside of Cleveland. Oh, hey, dude, that's Kmart. That's prime Kmart yeah. territory yep. up there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. The county. Yeah. Who who bought who? Did Kmart buy Sears or Sears buy Kmart? Sears bought Kmart. Sears bought it. And then they basically inoculated it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, whatever they thought that, I mean, there, there was no way they thought that was going to be a like a, a company saving acquisition, did they? Someone did. What company yeah, when you're starting to go much money that day? Yeah, somebody did. When when your company, what company has ever come back from bankruptcy? Has any company ever Best like Buy. Knowledge? Best Buy? Did. Best Buy with an astounding comeback mm-hmm. to nearly gone five, ten years for that less than ten years ago mm-hmm. to top of their game, top of the heap, man. The only ones left. Interesting. I think yeah. I remember something. About they wiped that. out everybody else. Yeah, they did. So, or, or they just survived. Besides, here's the thing. People still go to Best Buy instead of buying online. That's how much of a presence Best Buy still has. That's true. That's you know That can never be underestimated. But no. thank you for interrupting me. So each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, talk about some trailers, and then the movies of the week. Let's look at the box office. Wonder Woman, 1984, still doing okay. And by okay, I mean dismal because it only brought in $3 million, bringing its three-week See, this is where my problem with Wonder Woman is. Bring its three-week worldwide total 131. Remember, it debuted at 85. Oh, yeah. So in two weeks, it still hasn't done what it did. Something like, oh, I just, I have read the, the I've combed through the Twitter. Like, I, I don't care about those Twitter comments like, best woman ever, 17 exclamation points, because those aren't real. But I've combed through some real criticism tweets, just just tweets. Uh, being being aimed at Patty Jenkins and Warner Brothers, and they are not kind to this movie. I mean, it's I had to know if we were justified, so I went on a couple out. Because like I'm my two stands, I, I refuse to give this movie any more than a two um, or three. I, I think I, gave I it mean, a the three. highest rating it got between the three of us was a four. So your your mighty gallant stand. <laughs> well, I just I think this movie is absolute absolute trash. Uh, but I mean, it's it's still doing all right in the box office. But I mean. 131, that's probably doesn't even cover the production budget for this movie. I'll bet you this was at least 150 or 160 budget. I mean, well, I mean, Warner Brothers doesn't care. Length of film alone, probably. I mean, they do, I mean, they care as in like, oh, it actually lost money, but I mean, maybe I they mean, don't they, care. They made a decision to put it on HBO Max, though. So well, of course they, they don't did. care that much. <laughs> of COVID. I mean, if that wouldn't have happened had it not been for COVID. I mean, they could have shelved it till the summer. That's it was true. their choice. I mean, all right. Number two, sitting there. So. Number number two, the Crudes, a new age, bringing in one point eight million domestic, bringing us worldwide to one twenty seven. It's doing yeah. pretty well. News of the world, bringing in one point two million domestic, bringing its worldwide take to seven point one million, which is quite a leap from where it was last week at three million. Yeah, it's not bad. Monster Hunter, one point one million domestic, bringing its worldwide total. I told you we get up towards fifteen to. 13.5. Climbing, baby. So it must be doing all right in some market because it's it's steadily doing okay every week. So And then Fatal is 670K, bringing us worldwide to 4, 4.0 million, which isn't terrible. Um, I still I want to take one more thing about uh, Wonder Woman for a second. I still haven't had a single person I've spoke to about Wonder Woman that has a good review of the movie. Like, well, nor have I. Nor have I, and it's. I looked at Patty Jenkins' Twitter. 
just to see what she responded to all the people who were like, this is the greatest movie ever. 17 of course she did. But like, I don't understand why you, why respond to those people who you don't, who don't care. I mean, who don't, that doesn't matter. Respond well, to people who are telling you what you need to fix. Well, because listen, you also don't matter. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't no, want no, to, no, no, no. I don't no, want to I'm, deflate egos here, but Patty no, J. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to go on the record here and saying I don't matter. I know that. But, I mean, there were hundreds of thousands of tweets aimed at her that were not kind. Also, why only tweet. Yeah, they do. <laughs> okay, but it's still, a form of, it's still the most popular form of social media today, so you can't ignore it. Of course you but, can. I mean, I mean, I don't think she's going to be writing anything anytime soon. <laughs> That's just uh, I, I doubt she cares at all. You don't. You really don't think so? No. Wow, accountability is really nothing anymore. That's, that's no, they're not. The only people that care if she writes or not are us, as the you know fans of pieces that of things we'll have to watch. Because if she gets the offer and she wants to do it, she's just going to do it, or she's not going to do it. That's all there is to I it. Mean, I mean, you're not wrong about care. that. You're, but we bashed Wonder Woman enough. Let's uh, we definitely bashed that movie enough. Let's look at. Excuse me. Let's look at some upcoming releases now. Here's where things start to get a little interesting because things, again, have shifted. So starting – we're in January. So starting January 15th, which is this coming Friday, a few days from the posting of this episode, the Liam Neeson movie, The Marksman, hits theaters. And there's a ton of VOD, Amazon, Netflix. And then we move to January 22nd, no theatrical. January 29th, which brings another theatrical, The Little Things, which is um, – What's his uh, Denzel Washington? So that's another. Oh, yeah. You know, <clears throat> look, Liam and Denzel—they both are very household names. So if I hope they help bring people back to the theaters as we start to come out of this, um, and then really we don't have anything until February twelfth, which is a big week. Judas and the Black Messiah, Land, Minari, and What About Love. The week after that, Mar- the Martinian. <clears throat> then we skip a week, and then February twenty sixth. The powerhouse week of nobody, Tom and Jerry, and the United States versus Billy Holiday. And I say powerhouse week because nobody is going to rule. Um, <laughs> I don't care who you are, the movie's going to rock. I'm surprised there's nothing February 5th, just all the 12th, because the 12th means they're stacking for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Hoping, mm-hmm. hoping that people tend to go out to the movie theater because Valentine's Day is a big movie weekend usually um, because, you know, dates. Not to, you know. Uh-huh. Well, Get it. Also you, Grayson. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. February 5th, though, does have Cinderella, but it's the musical that I don't think many people <laughs> care about. Yeah, let alone know know about or even care about. I mean, I'll I'll be honest here. I mean, you heard it mentioned I didn't outside know of the it was a musical. <laughs> so oh, I mean that's God. but there's a ton of things. February twenty, oh, sorry, February fifth. There is one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, there's like fifteen things that are slated for Netflix or VOD. So, you know, obviously, they're they're counting on people the next weekend sitting on the couch with someone and watching something. So, I mean, March, March is a little stacked again. Chaos Walking, Coming to America, Ray and the Last Dragon. Now, Chaos Walking is theatrical. Coming to America is Amazon. Ray and the Last Dragon is Disney. March 12th is The Kingsman. Hopefully it comes out then. And The Many Saints of Newark. March 19th is Morbius and the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And then, then, we, then we move into April. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Do we know talent. what that is? I don't know what that is. Um, a cash, 
A cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid oh. appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but it is really information for the CIA, the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets test and it gets cast in a Tarantino movie. That seems like a Hollywood-aware movie. Ooh. But listen to the cast. That sounds right. really good. Are, are you ready for this? Pedro Pascal, Nicolas right. Cage, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Sharon Hagorn, Nick Whitman. It actually goes on. So not a bad cast, though. Is Pedro Pascal guy. playing Nicolas Cage? No, but he's or playing Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Nicholas Cage is playing a character called Nick Cage. So <laughs> yes. That's a very Hollywood aware movie, I'm sure. So and then we get into April, which then looks like it steamrolls, and then May is a big month. May is a huge month. I mean, five movies that I would consider summer huge summer blockbusters are in May. But that's for another show. We are not close enough to May yet. It is still we, super cold outside. Can we talk about one of these upcoming movies for a moment? Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, the Ray and the Dragon movie mm-hmm. coming up. I realize it's not Pixar, but no. why are we more excited about this movie? It's Disney still. Well, you know, Roger like, and I actually did, did a bit about this when, when the when the trailer first came out. It just doesn't... Did this movie catch you, Chris, in any certain well, way? You, have you seen the trailer? I, I watched it with you guys. Okay. And, um, it, like, so the animation style looks different. Which sure. isn't it? Sometimes isn't a bad thing. No, but like, I guess the trailer doesn't give us too much, and that's one thing. I don't know. Like, all of a sudden, I'm pine. I, maybe it's coming off a of soul, but I'm. I, I would like another good animated movie. Sure, and Disney would be the one to give us that. You know, at this point, and I know it's not. I know it's not Pixar, but it could still be good, right? Like, I mean, chances are it'll probably be above average. Yeah. but I mean. Anytime Disney has to go against their own in-house stuff with Pixar, they always seem to come out on the other side of it. Almost always. So Yeah. Okay. I was just, I was just curious. I was thinking about it. I was talking to somebody about it. I mean, their computer animation side has gotten a lot better uh-huh, because yeah. of Pixar. But, I mean, they're not on that level. No. No. no they're not on that level. Okay. I was just thinking also with like with like a movie like similar, similar being culture-wise Mulan, this might be a you know, this might actually be a decent showing comparatively to some other stuff that they've had. Out well, with, so. I mean, look, every movie they release, they learn lessons they take data from. So, I mean, whatever you – it's it's all a learning curve for Disney. It always is a learning curve for Disney. And well, it's a learning curve for any studio right now. It's figuring out what sells and when, given how theaters aren't, you know, huge right now. But No. I mean, that's yeah. – it, it's all just data to them. That was all. I just wanted to mention it just because it was on my mind. All right, let's talk about some trailers. You guys, did you enjoy the trailers this week? Let's start with Cherry, which so, is it's an Anthony Rousseau and Joe Rousseau movie. It just, and here's the IMDb description. An army medic suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder becomes a serial bank robber after an addiction to drugs puts him in debt. Good. That's, it's I mean, Tom you don't Holland. get any of that from the trailer. <laughs> no, none of it. A 90-second trailer we get for some reason. Tom Holland. It's actually, I think it's like a piece of it. I don't even think it's a... Yeah, it's literally 90 seconds long. Tom Holland and Jeff Wahlberg. So is this a movie or a TV show? No, it's a a film. Okay. Well, because I wonder, it's Apple TV Plus. So, I mean, their long-form stuff's been pretty good. That's true. I mean, give me eight episodes of Tom Holland doing something. I'm okay. I'll probably watch that. I asked if it was Tom Holland. It looked like it. It is Tom Holland. But then it didn't. It is. Gotcha. He's got red hair. It's weird. Yeah, I mean it's it, it looks to be it looks to be somewhat interesting. Um, I mean, my curiosity is, of course, the Anthony Rousseau, Joe Rousseau, 
are behind this. And of course they've, they've, they've taken one of their, you know, Marvel boys, um, Tom Holland, which, you know, they've done several times in the past already with, uh, they did extraction with Tim Hemsworth, right? Was that, was that them? I don't, uh, the one I remember they did, they did 21 Bridges with Bozeman. Yeah, that was a disaster, though. Yeah, that, was a pretty, that was a huge dumpster fire of movies. Yeah, Bozeman was good in that movie, though. No, no, he's fine. Yeah. Movie's bad. Yeah, the movie's just bad. But, I mean, I don't... I think it's going to try... Cherry is going to... It's it's. I don't think... Here's here's, here's my here's my, my earnest in, in what I've seen so far. The one thought that I can gather from seeing a 90-second, what looks to be two or three clips of the film sewn together are... It just looks like it's going to try to be two or three different movies and fail at all three. That's what that, that's what I get out of it. Now, I mean, do you think I'm too far off the mark there? No, but I mean, I'd like to see an actual trailer yeah. before I make that kind of decision. I, I, I agree. It's just it's a big name with you know big directors, so I want to talk about it. Sure. No, I get it. What about Outside the Wire, which is a, it's a Netflix film directed by Mikhail Hafstrom with. Anthony Mackie, Pilu Asbeek, and Emily Beecham. What do you think? So I'm okay with this movie. I think this looks like it's going to be uh, blow them up kind of fun because this is by uh, the producer of Extraction. I don't know if you realize that. So that ought to be uh, lots of violence, a little bit of sci-fi. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, and, and the sci-fi doesn't look look tacky or cheesy than what we were so sure No, he's invisible. <laughs> that was kind of weird. <laughs> Um, I, my take on this is it's just going to be, it's going to be slightly better than a Michael Bay movie, but I mean, we're talking incrementally. That's just my, you know, this is just my opinion seeing the trailer going into it, what the final results. I mean, it's, look, I haven't seen it. It's impossible to judge a movie without seeing the whole thing, but I just don't see much coming out of this one. Hey. I mean, we'll find out real soon. Hey, it comes put, out the 15th. You put robots in it and I want to see it. So I want to see the robots. <laughs> bang, bang. Just, just want to see the, all the robots. All the, oh, speaking of robots, that's I just watched. I why do you have a segue? I don't like that. <laughs> well, I just watched that movie SWAT. Which look, I will watch that movie whenever I see the, it. On the, the original movie. SWAT, when he's like the goddamn robot aliens, when he yeah, when he's like the robot aliens, yeah, the robot aliens. <laughs> that's a movie I could watch quite literally every time I see it on a streaming service, and just I always of it. I always thought legitimately that they could have made a decent second movie of that. Because listen, that movie is bad fun yeah, yeah, yeah but like it's bad fun enough you could have got a, a money-making sequel yep. out of it right at least something. No, I mean, it's, it's 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 no better no worse than any of the fallen with um with mike manning no no you, you're probably right on that and it's got a good cast yeah right? you know and it can't be any worse decision than making all the terminator movies they have in the last five years you know true so I mean, that's, look Chris, I mean, that was a that was your attempt to stab the bear fine but you're you're also not wrong not wrong about that no he's 100 percent correct like, so, i mean i like that he refers to himself as a bear <laughs> the, the domineering form domineering form uh, all right guys come come back to the mic come back to the mic. um i mean it's i think if that if swat had been made today there would have been a sequel um that's, that's fair I, th- I mean, it's just at the time. I think it would have been like made with the idea of like this is at least a two or three movie run, right? What about if Con Air was made today? Would we get Con Air too? I'd live. I just watched that not too many weeks How ago. Can you make I a love second Con Air though. Like know. at least SWAT, I could easily make a second yeah, SWAT movie. I just want a second Con Air. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no. if, you, if you make another Con Air, you have to put him back in the back in also, the air. Also, 
bad fun. Yes. Because, oh, yeah. like, Con Air is, like, the epitome of a fun, oh, bad, bad fun movie. 100%. Right? I mean, every time I'm flipping through TV channels, and if I flip by TNT and you see Con Air, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it on. Why not? It's I mean, just, it's just a fun movie. It's just a, such a bad disaster. No, I mean, it's it's Simon West doing what Simon West does. I don't. I mean, it's Nick Cage in the '90s. What else do you? I mean, did you? Ex, would you expect anything else? Like, okay, did it's saying it's rocks. saying it's Nick Cage in the '90s? That's pretty much sums up Con Air to a T. I think you know, big big budget, big cast, lots of gunfire, lots of you know. I mean, that just sums it up right there. I mean, the one thing Con Air did give us was the majestic gif of his hair flushing in the wind. Have you you seen that, right? Oh, it's so gorgeous. As he as he winks, yeah, yeah, oh, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's strong. Oh man, it's so strong. You believe that guy has no money, <laughs> right? That broke bastard. <laughs> yeah, he was like eleven million dollars in debt to the IRS like years ago. I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, that's that, the thing. But... Pay your taxes, rich people. Yeah, yeah come on, people. All, All right. right. What's streaming? We're looking at Hulu. And, Roger, if you could not interject till the end, I would appreciate it. Thank you. First one, The Last of the Mohicans, directed by Michael Mann, Daniel Day-Lewis, Madeline Stowe, adaption of the famous James Fenimore Cooper novel. This this movie is as good or better than nine out of ten movies that come out these, sure. these days. I mean, no James, it's, just, it's just it's, a, it's really stellar. If you've never seen that one, you absolutely should. That's Daniel Day-Lewis at his best. The Man Who Invented Christmas by director Barhat Narui. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Charles Dickens creating a Christmas Carol. Uh, this came out two, three years ago at Christmas. Dan Stevens, Christopher Plummer, Jonathan Price. If you missed it in the theaters, now is your time on, on Hulu. And, Roger, you won't be you will not be mad at me. The best movie of the year, <laughs> Palm Springs, <clears throat> directed by Max Barbacow, Andy Samberg, Kristen Momolati. I'm having a hard time speaking. Palm Springs on Hulu, baby. Yeah, J.K. Simmons, Peter Gallagher. Palm Springs is, without a doubt, the best movie of 2020. In my eyes, it's the best movie of 2020. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, there were a few moments where I thought Promising Young Woman might actually give it a run for its money. But Promising Young Woman has some problems that we're going to talk about today, actually. But... Yeah, those are all available on Hulu. If you have Hulu, those are some powerhouse. At least Last Mohicans and Palm Springs are are both tens. Like I mean, they're both easy tens. Sure. All right, let's talk about some movies of the week. What do you guys want to get into first? We have Promising Young Woman and The Midnight Sky. I think Midnight Sky is the fair the fair one here, right? To go first. Yeah, probably yeah. so. All right, Midnight Sky, directed by Hollywood. Big boy George Clooney, uh, he's also the lead, and is with Felicity Jones, David Oyelowo, and Kyle Chandler, Tiffany Chris, Boone as well. Chris is choking on his drink. It's hilarious. Oh my goodness, Chris! Calm down. <laughs> right. You have to walk out of the room just coughing so hard. Oh my goodness, Chris! Swallow it down the hash. Awesome. <laughs> Swallow so, it can down. we talk about Clooney's amazing beard for a minute? He oh, does have a very boy, amazing. I knew you'd comment on his beard. Oh, no, dude, it's it. strong. As a fellow it beard, it is strong. Oh, his goddamn beard is so good in this. It is a good beard. Now let's okay. So let's like the mostly shaved head beard combo. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Damn, yeah. Yeah, it's a good beard. I mean, it's a it's a it's a power beard. It really is. So let's talk about true alpha. I was having some sexuality issues for a little bit there. 
Yeah, just during that show. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let's talk. Okay. The Midnight Sky. This is, of course, it's a Netflix movie. And Netflix seems to do a lot of these, you know, something has happened, some catastrophic thing on the earth causing people to like go to certain pockets or earth is no longer usable. And I mean, they're, they're like four or five of these a year for the past couple of years that Netflix tries. Netflix really likes the sci-fi angle. Um, and Chris, I understand you are a fan of the sci-fi as well. I am. And I actually have a theory on why Netflix is so big on these every year while we get a few of them. There isn't, uh, there isn't a really good hold anywhere on this style of movie, unless you count star Wars. They're the only ones. And those have been hit or miss lately. I think Netflix is trying to, land a good one and then just pump them out i think or at least you know put put a like a, like a three or four movie run out of this style of movie because you just there is none right now that does it so um i mean you're probably not wrong although the the the, the bar for this kind of movie for me is sunshine that's always the bar for me sunshine yeah with uh killian murphy that's um who directed that roger he did the 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 first 28 days movie what was it what was his name oh danny boyle yeah danny boyle that's Sunshine is a hell of a movie. Um, I haven't seen that one. I'll have to see that's it. A, that's the bar for me. I mean, if that's the 10 for me, it's under Sunshine. So, and this movie does not, it doesn't even come, I don't think it comes out anywhere close. There are well, moments I like in this movie, but. Yeah, well, like you said, like this this genre is, is my wheelhouse. I like this a lot. It, it, these, these kind of movies always interest me and they, they pull me in most, most of the times. It's, it's just an easy watch for me. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. I mean, as long as you like the, I'm not huge on the sci-fi. Uh, I'm not huge on the sci-fi genre as a lot of people are. Um, I mean, I, I I enjoy it. It's just not my. I wouldn't choose to watch the movie if I had a choice. Um, but I mean, I, I I enjoyed it well enough. Roger, what about you? Give me your give me your quick ten second Midnight Sky. I mean, I think this movie is fine. I guess that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, that's. I think that's a fair review of this movie. In short, it's 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 fine. It's could be better. Could have been a hell of a lot worse, though. Yes. So I, I think I mean it could have. And the, the, here's the this is sadly I think one of the movies that had really great potential. Like the first like 15 minutes, I love in this movie. You know, you see you're you're cross cutting between two different. You know, you're cross cutting between Clooney and a, and a his uh, his character of. Augustine, which is a great name, by the way, Augustine. Um, Doggy. Um, he's cross-cutting between a team in space and Augustine. Obviously, there's some link to them. You don't know the link quite yet, but you're going to work up to it. And Augustine is really a man that he's in. He is hurting. Well, um, he's dying. Yeah. Well, he, he, but he, I mean, he's quite literally hurting, but he's also got some demons that he hasn't quite, you know, exercised from himself yet. And I, I really enjoy that. And, 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 and they, they make that very evident with a couple of different visual clues, which they don't even tell you, which I like. I like the more of the, you know, don't sh- don't tell me, show me approach. I, I like that approach a whole lot more. Sure. Um, and it's, it's definitely a post-apocalyptic, you know, Earth. Earth is Earth is completely done almost. And we're, we're looking for another place to well, build yeah, Earth is KO'd with radiation. But the one thing Netflix doesn't do here, they never tell us what happened. Yeah. Okay, like, okay, let's talk about. Did they ever tell you what happened in Bird Box either? No, I don't think so. I was thinking about that. I don't think we ever like what happened to the Earth or do you, or Roger. Do you remember that one, Chris? You may have actually been on the show at this point. Um, how it ends with that movie where it's just like you, know, you never hear what and how the Earth got to the way it did, but it just. I, I never talk about how it ends with you guys, but that would have been a fun one. Fun one. I, I did like that movie. 
that was another one where it didn't really explain much. It just, it was all about people and how crappy people can be once the society starts breaking down. Yeah. Um, the answer never, is very. Yeah, the, <laughs> sure. The, yeah, 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 the answer is very. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Um, the characters of, there's not, there's not much going on here as far as characters. George no. Clooney, George Clooney and Colin Springall. So Augustine and Iris are making a journey and then the people in the sky are up in the space station. Felicity Jones is Sully. David Oyelo is Captain or is Commander Oldewall. Um, Kyle Chandler is Mitchell. Uh, Tiffany Boone Maya, um, and Tim Russ is is that Tim? Yeah, and he's a commander. And it's just they're trying to find a new home for people, and they have a mission to go check this place out. You know, it's it's kind of got the vibe of um, the big Nolan film, Interstellar. It's kind yeah. of got Interstellar vibes. But it's not as good as Interstellar. No, unfortunately it's not. Um, you know, it's got, it is shorter than Interstellar. Interstellar's long as hell. Interstellar's like 241. With yeah, trailers, it was like 310 in the theater. It was small. long. Um, so let's... I mean, Chris, you are the one that loves sci-fi the most. So did you... How did this movie jive with, with, with whatever movie is your 10? Whatever movie has set your bar to 10, where does this fit as far as like... What what you expected going in, and then what you got as a final product. Well, so whether this is a good or a bad thing, this movie plays on you know like the common things you see in this genre, and it works in this one because the pacing feels very familiar, and it does work because they they don't give you a lot for the characters, right? But we've already kind of talked about that, and it's enough to where you're not like digging into like the character people and just paying attention to what's going on, and they did a good job of pulling you in, especially once um once. Uh, Clooney's character like begins ha- like begins to leave where he's at and then make his journey. Things that are happening around him, it's it's interesting to see how he's adjusting to them the whole time and what he's going through, and then the uh, very opposite struggles up in space. So it's paced, you know, expectedly, but it it feels good because it's just, it doesn't try to hit you with anything eye rolly. It's not very like you know, oh, of course this is going to happen here, and then you know, oh my gosh, it, it's. Semi believable. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole thing is like okay, and like, and I thought the design of their of their spacecraft was really really cool. Yeah, they did a, a very like they did something that you don't see often in these, and like where like it's not just a you know a flying phallic machine in the sky. Like they did a good job of making something very unique, but yet makes sense, and you can believe that this technology would be achievable in what twenty nine years is where is how far something this is like yeah, yeah. It's like with twenty forty nine. Yep. So the spacecraft That's, is very cool. That was well, one of the things it that actually reminded me of, very similar to the spacecraft they use in The Martian. Okay. The general design of the spacecraft yeah, yeah. is the same, like mm-hmm. the shape with the, the uh, spinning, rotating engine and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. So. You know what? And maybe the, the, the whole thing where they, you could see in the background, they, they had that, that, that live, uh, what do you call that, an ecosystem of like. Yeah, they had plants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that was to, to me. That's pulled directly from Sunshine, which was probably pulled from a million other things. But again, that made me think of Sunshine real quick. Yeah. Well, um, like, like, well, like the outer shell of this thing, you see it at a, at a few points in this movie for different reasons. But like, it's made of fabric. Like, it's not fully encased in like a hard shell. And that was really, really interesting to me. That well, the, that was three so D printable fabric. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because well, I do was talk like about a, that. There was like an ice storm that happened somewhere in the and like the, you could see the, the the pieces just like bouncing. So instead of like ripping massive holes holes in the hull, you know, it's just it, it kind of was an interesting story thing to make the exterior of the ship kind of 
kind of resilient to things yeah. that could happen in space. And, yep. and it was believable. So you know what that means? Part. That means it got built in space. Mm. Has to. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Science, All right. bro. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think of George Clooney as Augustine? I mean, he's the, he directed this, so there's there's more than just a bit of himself in this movie. I mean, I mean, his I, beard, I, I, his beard is, is is definitely on point. His beard. Now, oh, oh here's a quick and question. Do you, like, do you like his beard better or uh, Mel Gibson's in Fat Man? They are oh, equally I awesome. Was say you can't do that to somebody. No. <laughs> Why? Because they are both awesome. Mm, fair enough. Let's. Okay, so I I didn't mind Clooney, and Clooney's not someone that I'm. I'm really crazy about. I mean, I'm no. He, you know, in the late '90s, early 2000s, he was well aware that he was one of the, you know, that he had just the mag, the he had just gotten like the one of the most gorgeous men in Hollywood. Like he was yeah, he very was aware. Of, alive, right? He was, he was very aware of who he was. Well, um, so, well uh, incredibly handsome. I'll yeah, say, I'll he's say, aware. I'll say something on this. Like I, I liked, I like seeing Clooney play this kind of character. Because this is outside of, of the normal box we see Clooney in most of the times. Yeah, I was gonna, I was getting, yeah, that's a good observation, Chris. I also, I also kind of, I like seeing people play roles outside of what they do, mm-hmm. you know, outside of what they normally do, and just I, I really enjoyed Clooney in this. Um, though I'm not a huge fan. I really enjoyed him in this role. Now I kind of have a the part of the movie problems of the film was pacing. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean that so. It's hard to do. It's hard, I think, to get a huge grasp on that when you're like when you're one of the main characters and you're also responsible for like setting up the pacing. You know, setting up the editor to do good pacing with the shots you get, with whatever you get footage wise. So, I mean, it's. I think it's a little tougher. Although, on some ways, I think it'd be kind of an insight. You know, playing one of the characters, really delving into it. But it, whatever he, whatever method he used, I don't think worked because part of this movie's problem is it's just not really well paced and you, it, it really kind of Roger, you hit on this i think before we started no we, we were started when we started to do the episode is it's too damn long well i don't know if this is too long right now but i'll tell you what and i know we all agreed if this movie was 20 minutes longer i'd think this movie was terrible because <laughs> like this movie at some point at some point it's not the whole movie i don't want to don't want to bring it all down there are some points where this movie really really drags and i'm like we are taking too long to do nothing why are we doing nothing well, like it doesn't, I mean, doesn't make any sense to me well, well let me ask you i mean the earth is dying and he's dying right he's dying and they're in the the other team is in space, so like I kind of agree with that. If if that if that was a design choice from the beginning of you know things in space take longer to do, so like that's kind of the design aesthetic from the ground up, kind of baked into it. I'm actually kind of okay with that if that is indeed what he was going for, because I don't think it hurt the movie as much as a normal pacing issue because it's just one of those movies. It just moves slower at times. Well, so, so like. like- him being him dying, right? Is it like I was thinking about this? Is this necessary to the movie? Because for him to stay behind, you know, he could just have decided to make that decision, right? Instead of you know not not going on any of these voyages. Yeah, you're you know? correct. He could have he could have chose to man the ship yeah. to bring them back. That, yeah, I so, could could see that like that. But like so like what happens if he's not dying? Does he then not have any like we we run into some like he has some hallucinations, things like that. Things we're not sure if they're real or not. And like, do we, is is that why they 
decided that he should be dying, or was this just, like a, a, a plot that they threw in there because you know movie? I think movie. Chris, I think you're kind of onto something because I think the plot that they bake in with him, uh, the, the little little girl who's accompanying him, and, and how that plays out, I think they could have gone a different route with, you know, maybe he's got a lot of demons or regrets from before. Um, you know, I think an alcoholic. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also would have worked. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Also would have worked. I don't think just being an alcoholic would be enough. I think there'd have to be the way the route they chose to go with, with, with who's accompanying him and how that plays out. I mean, it's, it's no secret how that plays out when, when you're watching the film, I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil it, but I think there could have been more done with that. More done sure. why he's making the decisions that he's made, and you know he feels responsible, or you know he really it just it's been weighing on him. And I just I was kind of hoping that's where it was going, and it doesn't go there. Unfortunately, it doesn't. Not well, as heavy as I would have liked, I, I guess. Well, I mean, I like the way I like the I like the resolutions in this movie for what they are, for what like what what we all build up to, and like with like multiple characters. It doesn't mean that they're that they're good resolutions. I'm just okay with the way the movie took them because you, know. you didn't hate them. Doesn't mean they were good. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Gotcha. I guess that's that's where I'm going yeah, with that's, it. Um, I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, I do have a question though. While we're talking about, so like like we mentioned, he has he has some some hallucination issues going on because of how sick he is and and what he's and like he's taking an arduous journey. There's a man that he finds. Do we think that's real? I don't think so. Because why the hell? Uh, I think that's pretty pertinent to the plot. No, I don't <laughs> um, think so. Uh, well, it depends on. I mean, I have different ways of thinking on this. I yeah. the, the the way I took it was it, he was not real. Okay. Well, yeah. I I, I, I mean, I could see it either after, way. After watching the whole movie and like knowing all the things you do as it goes it goes on, I don't think that 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 person was real. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, no, because that I mean the purpose of the little girl seeing what she does she tells me it's not real because those pilots up front are frozen solid. Like they've been there for a while. Yeah. And this guy in the plane, something like doing what he does, doing what he ends up doing to that character. I think it's more about, it's, it's just a more of an inner monologue. More about, more about him than yeah, it is. I think so. Yeah. No, I, I could, I could see it either way though, yeah. honestly. And that's, that's how I, I took it. That's an interesting storytelling beat, then, because that's something that you can think about, or you know, if you ever rewatch this movie, which this doesn't have a lot of that. Mm. If you ever rewatch it, though, you know, that's no, probably I think, never. I think you'd see a lot more the second time through of this one. I think awesome. you, it would even score a little better. I think. Yeah. Um. Uh, but we're not. We're we're doing on initial. We're doing you know judgment on the initial viewing, so we're not yeah. going to do that. But. Um, I mean, Chris, maybe you guys can do an episode of re- re- revisiting this, you know, six six months later, 12 months later. That might be interesting. No. <laughs> um, if I do, I'll let you know. Um, so as, I was going to bring that up, the what they find in the wreckage. Um, do you like what they did with the character? Um, again, for those of listening, we're being vague on purpose because, you know, you say the wrong thing. It's pretty spoilery. Do you like what they did with the with with Clooney and his companion mate on the ground? As far like, as that whole story, I, I, don't, out, yeah, I don't understand what your what the question is here. Oh, do you, do you, the whole story that plays out, or just like the relationship? Like, what do you mean? They're how they're attached and the journey that, that they're taking. Do you? Oh no, I mean I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like I like the I like the idea behind it. I like why they're why they have to do it, the motivation behind it. Yep. Like I'm okay with that. Okay, okay. Uh, that's okay. I actually think that that's some of the more entertaining stuff. Honestly, especially their interactions. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That's my next question is which story, which of the two did you like better? The, 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 the people in space or Clooney or Augustine? I preferred Augustine's story. Because, I mean, I have a thing for broken people. I love that. So, I mean, but I also have a thing for like Kyle Chandler. I love Kyle Chandler. I met him. I talked to him. I had several conversations with him on Super 8. I mean, so, I mean, but I, I just, as a character, Augustine, I think, was slightly more interesting because you could see the story unfolding and you knew you're getting little snippets of what is actually happening. And, like, I just think that's more interesting than anything going on in space. That's my personal opinion. My well, opinion. I think three quarters of the stuff that happens in space doesn't matter. True. But the one quarter that does is pretty entertaining, right? Yeah. Like, that's when they, you know, yeah, when they run into, you know, some major problems and have to correct these major problems because bad things happen in space uh, because it's what happens. Uncharted space. Yeah. Which also, that actually kind of bothered me what you're saying, unmapped space. We're making cross-galaxy journeys, cross-solar system journeys, Mm -hmm. but we have close-to-Earth unmapped zones. I don't believe that. (laughs) I have a problem with that. I'm detecting bullshit. Well, because I think they tried to make this semi-sciencey that mm-hmm. would be believable, but I have a hard time saying that somewhere in between Earth and Mars, we would still have unmapped area. Yeah. I don't. So, I mean, look, the universe is pretty infinite. But I mean, that was just—I'm sure that was just a writer but putting his the, own. The stuff. thing is, though, the thing with you—I I like your the the universe is infinite comment. They don't even leave. We don't even leave our own solar system here. We're we're looking at a Jupiter Moon. Well, and well, and that's what was kind of neat was like was like they they call it K twenty three in this, and there is no K twenty three. Well, it's an unchart, un, an yeah. unmapped well, Jupiter Moon. The way that, that, that it's like it's given to you in that thing is that like it's like we never see it like now because because Jupiter's too big and this moon. It's is on the small. other side, and, and of they're Jupiter. and they're rotating at the same at the same exact speed. Which is why we've never seen it until they figure out how to how to go like behind planets and see that way. So it was a cool little like you know, hey, this is why this is here. I don't know. As someone who likes this genre, I no, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, like but it yeah. wasn't just some hey, we found you know forty million light years away, yeah. we can suddenly travel to. Yeah, no, it was like hey, normal trip. <laughs> yeah, this puts us in arm's reach of all of this, which including like the technologies for the spacecraft again. And so I I, I enjoyed like some like some of those those minor details. Okay, well, I mean, you're the, you're the guy who loves sci-fi here, so I mean, that's that's yeah. I mean, if those details did it for you, then I will take that as you noticed them and they're put there for people like you to notice. So, yes, yeah, Roger, give, give me some of your opinion, Roger. We've got a ton of Chris opinion. Let's just hear some Roger right. opinion. Well, I mean, honestly, like I don't really have any major problems with this movie, but the other, the flip side of that is I don't have any real heaps of praise for it either. When I say this movie is fine, it's kind of accurate. <laughs> Like, I don't think you'll find a whole lot of people that don't like this movie, but you won't get anybody to be like, this is my favorite movie I've ever watched. You're not going to get anybody that says that. That's, I mean, I don't think – I think what you're saying is pretty dead on. It's, when, it's a middle-of-the-road science fiction movie. That's so me, all that it is. Let me ask you this one, one more question as far as what we're going to cover today is the score by Desplat. Did you – I thought the score – I personally, I love the score. Um, you know, there there are some scores in films that I'm like ah, like I'm I'm not a you know as a, I'm not a fan of John Williams. Anything he does, I'm just not a fan of. But I'm like this score, that's I a love. Bold it. statement. It, it is, but I mean, that's I have a bold statement. I have my reasons, but that's a whole different thing. But I mean, he got know, beef Chris, with John Williams. I, <laughs> I just have beef with his style. I, I, oh. I, I guess. Um, I love. I think the score really helps this movie 
be a, a little better than it would have been. Um, I think that this is, I was going to mention that the score for me actually raises it half a point, which we don't often say on this show. But I actually really dug the score. What about you, Chris? I think it's fitting. I don't think it did itself any favors with it. Like, like it didn't like bring it up at all for me. I think the score makes sense to the movie. I've, I've been, ironically enough, I've been listening to uh, like, like, like Galaxy theme. John Williams sleep. Okay, music. I got you. <laughs> and um, and this kind of fit that wheelhouse pretty well. And it was good. You know, it, it was good for the movie, but like nothing out of this out of this world spectacular. Huh. All right, that's that's fair. That's fair. I can dig that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't don't do what? Not you. He's talking about okay. Chris. On the playback, you'll hear what he did, and you'll be like, Ooh. <laughs> "Oh my goodness." Okay, okay. Roger, what about you? Any any you like the score? Or you just it was kind of indifferent to you. If I say it's fine, would you be upset with me? <laughs> All right, let's move the score of this movie. Uh, I'll go first. I don't have a problem going first. This is this is a six for me. Um, I there were points in this movie I loved. Um, now I recognize that I probably like some of the points more than they deserved because I'm just that kind of emotional guy. And I like what Augustine's going through. Um, I like the score. I'm not sure the movie uh, when when the movie's over. I'm not sure the movie's thesis statement hit home. I'm not sure the movie came back around to explaining a thesis statement. And this is you know this is the the conclusion to the the, the beginning of it. I'm not sure it comes. I'm not sure that the movie actually finishes in a way that is a full complete story. But that's just me. But that's why I'm giving it a six. I, I I like it well enough. I'd recommend it. I love the score. Uh, six. Okay, Chris. So this movie in this genre to me, it's 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 slightly above average. Um, with two really really hard hitting scenes to me, where I'm watching the movie and I'm actually at the edge of my seat wondering what they like. What did they just do? One very powerful scene in particular. The movie did a good job of of the standard style of movie in this genre with the standard pacing for this, making some of those moments more exciting than normal and you know, with some other side character stuff in between. Um, I'm going to give this one for me, <clears throat> it's a six and a half. It's not quite a seven, but it's, it's good. It's above average. All right. So, I mean, I haven't shied away that I think this movie is fine because yeah. it's fine. It's like the epitome of a six. Um, <laughs> it looks good. It's mostly entertaining. There's not really anything I can harp on about being bad. But I won't really champion this movie as, hey, you have to go watch it. Somebody asked me about it, I'll give it a positive review. I, th- I think it's it's okay. Um, I honestly think they could have done a couple of things different and made it significantly better. But that's, you know, so is life sometimes. <laughs> it is way better than Prometheus. I'll give you that. Most things are better than Prometheus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's okay. It's, it's six. It's, I, I recommend it. Check it out. You like Clooney. You should check this movie out. There's no reason if you're a George Clooney fan to not at least check as you're a sci-fi fan, check it out. It's a little bit slow. Just telling you right now. Well, I mean, it's also based on a book, so it's hard to, it's, 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 it's hard to know what was left out and like, as far as relevant to the story, I mean, like a two hour, like literally a two hour movie, an hour and 58 minutes, it's hard to capture you know, a big novel, you know, it's hard to get all those details. And, you know, if you, if you leave out some details, obviously a novel is built on details. And if you leave something out, then, you know, there's something that just doesn't connect, doesn't cross, you know, there's, that's always a problem when you're adapting books is you choose what to leave out. 
So is, is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to adapt books. Books are always better. Always. Yeah, yeah they are. Speaking of that, things that it's not better than, it's not better than The Martian. It's not even close. No, yeah. nor is it, nor is it even close. Nor is it even close like, to Sunshine. I mean, there's a number of movies. I mean, I don't I think... Like it, that movie, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Interstellar is better. And Interstellar, I think, is... Too long. It's okay. Not I've wonderful, but it's okay. Check out Interstellar. Yeah. It's... Here's the thing. It's a journey. Interstellar is long. Yeah. Like, I won't beat it on, but Interstellar is long. <laughs> All right. Worth it, but long. Gotcha. All right. Now let's talk about a little sleeper hit for me. Promising Young Woman... It came out on Christmas Day, wide release, December 25th, 2020, directed by Emerald Fennell and Adam Brody, Ray Nicholson, Sam Richardson, Carrie Mulligan, the wonderful Carrie Mulligan in this. Clancy Brown. <laughs> I laugh every time I see this guy. He's the he's the Shawshank prisoner, he's the Shawshank warden, or not the warden, but um like the, the lead um prison guard. Mm-hmm. And he's what private Zim in Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. He also if you ever watch uh you ever watch the show um Billions on uh, Showtime. He's one of the big bads in Billions for a while. He's also a villain in a weird show that was on only on Netflix back when they used to give out the CDs. Yeah, that was like like one of the earliest Netflix shows that was ever made. Yeah, he's a villain. He, he, that's always what I remember him. From. What was it called? I don't remember. I'll I'll, I'll send it to you because it's a weird okay. show. Um, yeah, he's been in a lot of things. He's he's got a long IMDb. Like we're talking like hundreds of entries. So. Good for him. Good. And um, so does what? And Jennifer Coolidge wasn't she Stifler's mom? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I always, I always refer back to her as Stifler's mom. I mean, yeah, always. Yeah, that's what. I'm she pretty is. sure when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Yeah, it's Stifler's mom." Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So now this one is certainly a commentary on what life is, at least in in first world countries. I'd imagine probably more, probably more of America than anything else. Um, I don't know about that, but you know, okay, well, that's fair. But so, Carrie Mulligan is she is um, fantastic. Cassandra, she's Cassandra, a woman who yeah. who stopped going to school because of a very traumatic event in, her, in, in in her life, and she has now taken it upon herself to put a plan in motion that she's been thinking up for a long time, and she is full of hate and rage, uh, and she's gonna she's gonna you know help these people to realize that what they did was very, very wrong. Um, she seeks out vengeance and that's exactly what she does, <laughs> which there are points in this movie. I think because of it are so hard to watch and listen to. Man, oh, man. There's some serious cringe in this movie. Yep. Serious cringe. The yeah, opening scene. Bad, right? even, no. The opening, I love the opening scene with, oh, um, uh, she's just, so she is, Acting like she is way too inebriated in this bar, and of course she gets the attention of some guys. Adam Brody is her first victim in this. Uh, well, that's not her first victim, as you find out m- several moments in. But as far as the movie is concerned, no, that's yeah, that's not even close. And she, <laughs> she's the first person you see damage in this movie. Yeah, she has. So she does this whole this whole skit where she she acts inebriated wherever she is and tries to get some guy to be nice. She gives him a chance to really, you know put her in a cab, take her home and not follow in up on it. Like saying, and then coming up with her, you know, she gives them the chance to, to be nice, but then she always, always, they always fail. Or at least the what dozens, hundreds, 
How many? I'm thinking hundreds. Close to hundred, but hundred. Yeah. How many yeah. times can you do that in the same town and not in, before? Well, see, that, okay. So I wondered about that myself, mm-hmm. but at least that kind of comes into play yeah. in this movie. So yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Fedora brings that up. Yeah, it it goes full circle. So. Oh, let's not forget about Bo Burnham too. I love and, Bo Burnham. And Allison Brie too. It's just like why is Allison yeah. Brie all of a sudden in tons of stuff? She's amazing. I'm, I'm not saying and very attractive. Amazing. Yes, very much so. Absolutely, very attractive. Um, and Bo Burnham, who is awkward AF. So uh, Bo Burnham good. used to do stand up comedy. Yeah, yeah uh, used to. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Did you know he directed Eighth Grade, the movie that was nominated for all those awards last two I years ago? I knew that two years ago. I wouldn't. I wouldn't remember yeah. it, but Bo Burnham is really talented. Good for you, Bo Burnham. Good for you, but he's actually in the. There's a Sesame Street. Well, that's weird. He's a, he's in a Sesame Street movie coming coming up too. Good. So him and Anne Hathaway are both in Sesame Street. Anyway, back to promising young woman. So this movie's broken up into parts, into sections: one, two, three, four, and five. Um, and there's a reason they're they're broken up, and it's it makes sense thematically. Um, they are. They're they're just. I don't want to get right into the sections of how they're broken up because it kind of takes away from the movie. But um, there are so many things in this movie I think are wonderful. There are a few things I think not so wonderful. Um, Roger, how about you start us off? Tell us. Well, I mean, we can talk about stuff that's not so wonderful is like what she has to do to these guys because they're such pieces of garbage. Yep. (laughs) So, I mean, all she is doing is giving people exactly what they deserve. Mm Mm-hmm. And I cannot champion that enough. So, with the way that the that the um, the trailer goes for this, and the way this opens up, like it, I don't know, I almost thought she was killing these guys at first. I did too. You know? I really like, did. It, it, that, it tries. To, I think it tries to give you that vibe at first, but you find out she isn't. So, all right. But I mean, yeah. So she's she's mainly just trying to teach these people, like literally teach them a lesson, and scare the shit out of these guys and which is effective don't get me wrong oh yeah very much the way so. that the, the, the first that you see her the first victim we see and then the scene directly afterwards like you're pretty sure she killed a dude yeah but... i mean it's very <laughs> ambiguous yeah <laughs> adam brody and then and then christopher mince mince platts he is so oh. cringy it's He's a weird dude anyway i love when when, when he was like Trying to get her to take her shirt off, and he and he kisses her nose. He's like, he makes that weird sound. Like, like, I was laughing, and the people in front of him were like, "Why is he laughing?" I'm like, "He's like, you want some coke?" Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he takes it, it, and then yeah. just blows it all. <laughs> and then he puts something, and then he like shoves it down her mouth, and like then yeah. And, just, yeah. and he's like, "I'm actually a writer. I'm finishing a novel. It's no big deal or anything, you know." But. Yeah, it's such a sleaze ball. He did a really good job of playing a sleaze ball. So I just don't know how much of that is actually acted, or it's, he brought that up from some deep place. I don't know most of the most of the people you meet in this movie are kind of sleaze bags. So uh, yeah. I actually think all but two, besides her parents. I mean, there was there's, weird. there's one point where you hear a certain voice on a video, but you don't see the person, and I'm, I was like, oh my goodness, that that is just icing on the cake. Yeah, I, see I mean, they, that, that wasn't a surprise at the no, time, was it? Because sure, I didn't think they so. They set that up early on in, in another interaction with them. So. Yes, very much so, yeah. But even, even how the, the movie opens with that, it's like, it's 
Uh, it opens with like a guy's. It's a, it's like a, a song about guys or guys thinking about girls. Um, or no, girls thinking about boys. The, 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 the lyrics are very you know like very pertinent to what's going on. I thought that was really cool too. Um, it, it talks about guys taking advantage of people of, of women. It's like that's such a good song to open with, um, especially for this movie. Now it doesn't really the opening scene. Does that really? Do you think the opening scene sets the tone for the rest of the film? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you find out. I mean, this movie doesn't have any pacing issues, if that's right. Yeah, I mean, you find out exactly who this woman is right off the bat. I think it might have one or two where the movie really comes to an almost a halt. But um, on one of those same scenes, I thought with Alfred Molina, I thought was actually one of the better scenes. That was awesome. I thought that was really – how that played out was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I agree. A little, I thought like it was a little over the top, and she broke easy on that part, that part too. But I was okay with how it all played out. I, well, I, because she yeah. she expected that to play out a different way. I know, I get that. But and there was, you know, there was someone. The, the next conversation she has with someone after leaving oh, the yeah. house, you realize you realize, yeah. okay, that guy redeemed himself. I'm well, you okay do realize that. that she don't play. No, yeah, she no. don't play. She's here to ruin you completely. Yep. Oh, I mean, the whole interaction with uh, Allison Brie. Oh, God. Yeah. Or they were the dean. Yeah. Oh, my God, uh, with a daughter? That was good. Like, listen, I was legitimately concerned for this small girl's safety. So I was, and like, and I was thinking in that scene, like, you know, I was like, where's this going to go? Because she's just going to go to prison after this, right? Right. Like, like she's just going to get arrested. Yeah. Right? Well, then, like, well, then, like, you find out, you know, what happened to the daughter. And then I rewound it and watched. Everything she did to get the daughter to go with her was all the daughter's own choices. Oh yeah, she didn't coerce her all into it. It was the daughter pressing in, so mm-hmm. she came, she couldn't even get kidnapping charges. Yeah, I don't know why I know about kidnapping. Don't mm. let's, we'll, we'll, let's break away. Segway mm. to something else. <laughs> nope. Let's talk more about the it's kidnapping. A lot of sense, actually. <laughs> um, there. What about Bo Burnham? Like, what about how they first meet in the in the in the coffee shop? <laughs> She's like, you. He's like, you can spit my coffee you want. She immediately spits into she his coffee, him and then he, <laughs> he drinks, drinks it. it. <laughs> listen, he just listen. And drinks old, bold <laughs> choice. I mean, right there alone, like, like, like that has to be a move that works, right? At that, well, point. here's the thing: it's all or nothing. Like, yeah. all all your chips are in, buddy. It's, it's either this works or it, we're done. Yep. It was all a power. She she did a power move, and he does a power move right back by I'm actually the, drinking. That's exactly what I thought. I heard Roger, Roger say, saying in my head, that's a power move right there. Like, and, and listen, the, the, the whole thing. thing. Can we talk about how awful of an employee she is at this coffee shop? I mean, it's I mean, fine. Obviously, but though her boss, who is also just as bad. Quick shout out to the actress that plays her boss, by the way. I, I love her in the three things I've seen her in now. She's been in several things lately. I can't. She's um she's 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 a long running character on um Orange is the New Black and that's what it was Orange yes. Orange that's what it was Orange is the New Black I couldn't place it but that's what it is yeah I was happy to I was happy to see her in that role good yeah that was yeah. it that's a different one for yeah but you, that, you that one girl can be a complete dick to people no I get it sounds that. awesome <laughs> <laughs> this that place one girl, that young girl comes up in the beginning like um can I have a coffee and she looks she's like no no. <laughs> Just go away. Okay. Because like, they're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, yeah. She's like, are yeah, you going to go sit down? Her go boss did reprimand her, which is weird. Also awesome. Yep. <laughs> is it though? Is it awesome? Yes. Yeah. No, it, it is. Fair enough. You've, you've uh, worked in a place that sells coffee. Do they, all, I mean, do they no. all deserve coffee? 
Oh. I would have I would have been let go if I had done that. I mean, anyone would have been let go in any car. Yeah, but if you wouldn't, you just told them whatever you wanted to, right? Exactly. That's true, I guess. That is very true. See? <laughs> um, oh, okay. So I don't want to – don't spoil anything but the ending. How – Awesome. You, don't, oh. you think that was awesome? Yes. The ending? So very fitting. Very, very end, yes. Yeah. Some of the stuff right up before the end. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. This movie, so I like, I said this earlier to Roger, maybe to you, like, I like 80% of this movie. Like, I'm I'm in on it, it's very good, and then, like, the, like, the last 10 minutes of this is a really different watch. <laughs> Hard watch, and, like, I don't know, like, it wants you, it, it, it's directing down a certain path the whole movie, you, it wants you to feel a certain way, and I just don't know if I like the way it went, but, you know, that's not for me to decide, obviously. Man, it's a rough last ten minutes of this movie. I'm I'm with Chris. I'm with Chris. I don't like how. But I mean, as much as I don't like how what 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 happens in a certain scene, the last like three minutes I do love. Mm-hmm. So like it comes back to me me loving it. But the story is so strong up to a certain point, and the the point, Chris, at which you and I I think both kind of like what I think that's where it takes a serious drop off the map. But then comes right back as quick as it fell off. It comes right back. Yeah, on. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a drop off. It's just, it's just a storytelling piece that I don't think. Well, fit the exactly whole in with what was going with with where this movie has taken us all the way through. What it's I love is is the entire story. movie. The entire movie is is aware of what it, and it's there's there's like little tiny movies in this movie of how it's like this is a movie about you know someone's talking about the fact that this is happening everywhere and then this movie. You know, she's doing to these people exactly what they did to get her in such a place to do this to them. Mm-hmm. And then especially that last scene plays out is actually kind of brilliantly poetic, I thought. Um, I mean, the last scene in the cabin is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I thought it was pretty brilliantly poetic, as a matter of fact. And I kept – my mind kept like, no, 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 no. There's something else here that we're not seeing. There's got to be something else going on here. Um, and unfortunately, there wasn't. But um, – were you guys surprised at how that played out at all? Besides, I mean, I guess the question is, Roger, were you surprised? Because Chris and I were. Um, surprised, I'd say yes. But how it plays out, I was still okay with it. It takes right? the wind out of you, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, you don't, you don't, you don't really see how it shakes out coming. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, like, like I feel like this I, is not one you would have guessed early on. I feel like I, I feel like I gave a reluctant exhale after that whole scene was done with, you know, and it, it shifts to the to the very next scene. It was like, ah, uh, all right, and yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> yeah, I th- I, th- I think it's pretty tough, um, but it's one of those scenes. I'm like, holy crap, what just happened here? Mm-hmm. Um, her boss, oh Laverne Cox, I didn't mention her earlier. She she needs the the, the boss of the coffee shop. She deserves to be mentioned. Um, yeah, I was a pretty huge fan of the movie up until that point. Did, there, but there's so many little conversations to have in between. Like some of the, for instance, some of the some of the, the sections, Roger, that I didn't want to get too into. Um, how you know she's talking to Allison Bree's character, and then to Walker, and then to the the the, the doctor on sabbatical that is hates what he did to, to cover some, something up, you know, that it all links back to that serious traumatic moment. And yeah. let me ask you this. I want to ask you this in, in the story, how it played out, how she now Carrie Mulligan's character comes on. Cassandra is given something that has a video on it. 
would that have happened the way that it did? Alison Brie's character coming back, and you know, do you think that would have that struck me as a little kind of? What do you mean, Alison Brie's character coming back? What do you mean? Like she she comes she gives her. You know, she comes back after they have their scene in the in the their little brunch scene. I think it could have happened, honestly. I, I mean, it's just everything stems back to a party they had in med school, and yeah. I don't know. Do you think they would have? So the whole thing with the whole culture about you know the dean chose to ignore it. People who had the video chose to not you know give this to anyone, like the police who could do something about it. Everyone's ignoring everything in this, and so. Do you think that would have that video ever would have come to light after it was for forgotten? Do you think they certainly could have? I don't think she would have done that. That's the one thing I keep coming back to is I, I think she would just let it keep being buried because the one thing that does for us is it. I referenced it earlier of we hear a voice we don't expect to hear when she's watching the video. So no, well no, I think it. I think the I think that video does come back, and the reason why is because of what happens to that character what our main character puts her through. Who, Madison? You know, she okay. lives a piece of that for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And it, it's got her all kinds of messed up. You know, leaving phone calls, you know, messages, showing up at, at someone's house, you know, unannounced and, you know, unplanned for. Like, this messed with her on a level that she didn't expect. And then it brings up all this. And, like, there's so much relief when she gets, like, certain news. And even though she knows that our main character did like did this to her because what she says right before she leaves, it makes it evident that, you know, she knows this was kind of her, like she, she did this to her. She's still so grateful that it didn't happen, that that's why she gives her this video. Sure. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask. Lesson learned yeah. moment. Yeah. They never brought that up where, you know, she eventually said, you know what? Nothing happened. The guy put you in bed, and then he just basically sat there all night watching you to make sure you were not, you know, dying in full vomit. But mm-hmm. he didn't touch you. Anything. the The conversation, the question never came up with wait, 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 wait a minute. You did that to me knowingly. Like it never. I was expecting that to come up, but it never did. Or, or Chris, what what you just said of how she says, "Here's your evidence. Never talk to me again." Was that just acknowledging it and then saying thank you, but we're done here? And then yeah, yeah, no, she. I mean, yeah, it's a hundred percent what that is. Okay, okay. I don't ever, never, never contact me again. Yeah, like that, 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 that that piece of dialogue I thought was was really strong because of how much it told you, and it basically closed that whole thing out right there. I, I, I liked that dialogue. I also love how when she's, we get that very slow when um, Allison Bree's character finally leaves the house and. Um, Cassandra watches the video on the phone. I love the slow track, and we 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 all we obviously can't see the video, but we can hear everything going on. And you see, there's like 45 seconds of her facial expression, yep. just yeah, going through the worst horror she can imagine. It's just, I think that I just I love slow moments like that where you're learning so much, especially when you hear the voice and like how she then goes outside and like can't breathe and like I thought that was wonderful. I really love that part. I was just. To me, that was just awesome. Awesome dialogue in the very next scene that they go to is they waste no they waste no time, and there's some there's some good back and forth in the next scene as well. So it, it yeah dialogue in this movie is good, strong. Yeah, it, that's by, one of the by, better by main characters, side characters, all of it. You know, it's just it's just a, there's a few pieces of dialogue I don't like, but it's just piece the small little things that are inconsequential. Well, can we talk about though for a second? Talk about dialogue. There's some actual funny comedy moments in this movie like legitimate comedy and i'm okay with that too Mm -hmm. because how would you classify this movie what type of movie is this weird 
Well, <laughs> oh, I can't. I mean, that. is it like a thriller or I would a, call it a drama? Comedy, I, I, I would call comedy. It, I would call it a drama thriller, maybe dark comedy if I had to. Dark comedy. There's no way. The, the the message point on this movie is, and especially with the last ten minutes, they're not planning this being a comedy. There's some uplifting dialogue. Well, I, I think I'm is, is pretty what it sure is. it's listed as thriller comedy. Is it really? That yeah. is insane. No, no, hold on, let me tell you like that combination. Yeah. So hold on, hold on. Especially for what's happening in this movie. Right. I, I, IMDB has it listed as crime, drama, thriller. Crime. Yeah, but IMDB no. doesn't know anything. Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, that's you know, like that's a universal thing. <laughs> well let's let's look at the tomato. Yeah, like, Wikipedia, is also Wikipedia of movies. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at the rotten tomato score of this and just talk about Oh, it's really high. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing though, it's like this, I I mean, this is the whole thing with the. This is getting like Oscar buzz and. I just I don't see the Oscar buzz though. Yeah, I just you, I I can see it. I I think Carrie Mulligan is phenomenal in this movie. I think if anything, it'll she'll get nominated, um, or or maybe original screenplay perhaps. I I, I don't know, but it's got a ninety two, um, on, on the tomato meter, an audience of eighty nine. Okay, yeah. well. take take that, Patty Jenkins. Take that. Um, Dang. <laughs> Patty Jenkins would kick your ass. I hope you know I'm, that. I'm, I'm sure she would. I'm sure she would. Savagely beat you. And then pace <laughs> you off. Savagely beat me. Yeah, I totally understand that. Um, well, I mean, but, you know, you can't write for shit, so it's not my problem. Hmm. Um, bold. I know, I know. Bold, bold choice. But, um, she's not listening. So <laughs> no, I know she's not listening, nor, nor does she care. But, I mean, it, 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 I have to be very, I have to be very, you know, I'm very clear that I am one of those people that Roger in the beginning says you don't matter. I am one of those people that does not matter. I need to make that. I'm not saying that like my opinion matters. I, I am saying that like I said it, so you know it is what it. I'm just standing behind what I said last week. So defeatist. I believe my opinion matters. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> See that? That's defeat. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I do think that Carrie Mulligan is fantastic. Um, yes. I love Bo Burnham too. For for as for as silly as that is, I love Bo Burnham. I think in this. great, honestly. I think his character is great. I love that he's a child pediatrician too. I love that you know pediatric surgeon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pediatric surgeon. And I love when um when her dad's like, "So you're a doctor?" And he and he, wait, what what does he say? My parents wanted me to be a what? My parents wanted me to be. I think it was something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A DJ, it's yeah, like, but he's like, I really disappointed my parents. They wanted me to become a DJ. <laughs> that, that's funny. Here's the thing, but like that line of dialogue is supposed to completely give you. It's supposed to completely give away the movie, and it. I didn't pick up on it until I thought about it. That one line of dialogue, because you think you think about someone who says, someone who's a DJ. Oh, but my parents really wanted me to be a doctor. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying like that gives away the entire end of the movie if you really are if you really are paying attention. No, um, it doesn't. I mean, it kind of does. It takes away yeah. the shock, takes away the shock value. No, it doesn't entirely. How about their How about their dance scene in the pharmacy where he like explodes bags of chips? <laughs> okay, that was fun. Yeah. Singing a so, so singing the Paris Hilton song. <laughs> okay, seriously about that for a second. This is my only other problem with the movie. There are scenes like that that feel terribly out of place in this thing. Because of the story we're being told, and I know we're watching like these two, like you know, like like grow together, fall in love, man, whatever. But like, it's like, I don't know. This for what the overall thing of this movie is, it just seems kind of out of place, just a little bit. And that that's my only other gripe of the movie. 
is that just weird weird things just thrown in there and you know I have a problem. I don't I, I don't do. quite mind. I mean, I thought it was pretty fitting. I thought it was pretty fitting, you know, because she was very resistant to him, like trying to go on dates with her and, like, you know, trying to, like, you know, make out with her. She was very resistant, and then no, when they started wrong, the second he, the second he drank that spit, she was in. No, oh, she wasn't. That was intrigued. No, <laughs> no, because she walks away from him at his apartment. She walks away <laughs> defeated. No. no, that's not. She walks away from him defeated when he says. After the first date, which was fantastic, and she was enjoying it, even the walk up to the apartment building, when he said, "Do you want to? Do you want to come up for a drink?" She was so disappointed that she sure. walked away. So, she wanted him to be a better guy. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's okay. okay. So listen, some people are actually like that, for real. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this movie just it, it has now. I think we're blessed in this one, Roger, because you know our um the the. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I yeah, I stutter. Great, wonderful. Um, the our motto is "I just hope it doesn't suck." Now, this one is just one of the fortunate ones that has more good than bad. Usually, movies just have more bad than good for us, but this one's got more good than bad, and I'm very thankful for that because I, sure. I'm happy to watch one of these every once in a while, especially especially one that wasn't on my radar, only because it just you know the whole COVID thing, and I have, we have other things to watch, and it's, you know it's just. I'm I'm hoping this movie gets talked about more than just oh yeah that was pretty good. I'm hoping there's, you know, when the Oscar conversation starts, this is at least talked about maybe a little bit by people. I mean, you don't think it'll be nominated for anything? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the qualifications are, especially this year to get nominated for something. I just I have hard. I mean, listen, there there's some issues with this movie, like screenplay or something. Sure, maybe maybe Carrie Mulligan. I'm okay with that too, but. I can't see it being like nominated for like eight awards. It just no, no, doesn't. No, no, no. It won't be. So but I mean, this is one of the movies I hoped is talked about in the in the conversation. Sure. Somewhere in the conversation is promising. You know, even though if it's like a distant fifteenth or twentieth, I just I want it to be there. It deserves it deserves that chatter enough that people go on VOD and watch it because it people will be on VOD. Watch this movie. I mean, yeah. that's that's all that I could ever ask for. Yeah. Well, pe- people Make should be watching. No, people should be watching. This is my okay. So I had a conversation this week about someone when when he's like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to go watch a movie right now. I'm like, not even like Tom Hanks in a big blockbuster that only is only in theaters. He's like, no, it's not enough. I'm thinking to myself, if a Tom Hanks isn't a big enough pull to get you to go watch a movie in the theater, what is? Nothing right now for a lot of people. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't get it. I mean, I understand the whole COVID uh, thing, I get it. <laughs> unnecessary risk. I get that yes. part. I just. You know, I mean, as long as you're careful, then you're. You know, I feel like the risk is a lot less than you think it is. As long as you're careful, don't sit next to anyone. Just mask on, gloves maybe. I just, I'm, you know, I'm happy the theaters are still open. It's a conversation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So let's write okay. this movie. Yeah. All right, let's write it. So uh, I'll go first. All right. <laughs> um, so I think this movie. Right. No, I want to go last. But you're going first. Nope, not now. All right. Nope. So I'll go. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is a for me it's it, this movie hits you hard and i think that it earns a lot of a lot of respect for me in that sense i think this movie is is an eight for me it's i didn't know if it, what, it, what what it was gonna end up being like and the have the movie affect me so much like I don't know, like the fact that it just took so much wind out of me that I cared so much, I was invested enough. It, it was an impressive move on this movie's part. So good job. It's an eight. 
Wow. Uh, well, I guess I'll go second just because I like messing with Grayson. Now, this uh, this movie here, this is I was going to give it the exact same score. Okay. Um, pretty certain this movie's uh, it's a good solid eight to me. Now, listen, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of people that don't dig this movie mm-hmm. because they're probably bad dudes. <laughs> <It's> probably bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but listen, I she teaches people a lesson. Um, the ending is kind of crazy. Um, good or bad, I you know that that's going to be very divisive for yeah. some people because I honestly think you could have loved all of this movie to the last ten minutes and then it would have just torpedoed it yeah. for you. And listen, that's okay. I w- I wouldn't argue your point of view in that point. Um, but I think I think it eight's a very fair score here, and I'm I'm happy to give it to it. Um, I'm going to go just a tad higher, eight point five. Um, I okay. was really in this movie. Um, as far as you just use the term torpedoing it, I think. If the movie had Chris, I'm talking about the scene that you and I don't like. If that scene plays out, and then the scene after it, a wedding happens, and then there's no repercussion. I think that actually makes it more of a commentary. Um, I think the studio took the safe route, and I'm sure they had it edited both ways, where they have it where she, you know it, she, her plan set in motion does happen, and then it doesn't happen. I think this I'm, movie. Has, I think this movie has four written endings. I'm probably more than that. I mean, they just just wanted to go with the, I'm sure the ending they chose is the safe ending, which these days isn't a terrible choice, but I think the story is more powerful and it says more. If you don't get the texts to a certain character in the end, you know, I think it's, I think it's even a better movie at that point. Did you guys think that was weird? More tragic. I didn't think it was weird. I didn't, I didn't know you could schedule a text thing, but it's like, you know, but yeah, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just—I thought that was just kind of nuts. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I dig mean, it. I mean, eight point. Look, a movie that you know, you know, it got two eights and an eight point five. That's pretty good, man. I mean, that's a strong movie. That's one of the better ones in twenty twenty. We we've talked about. So I'm I'm happy it's that twenty twenty one, sir. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh yeah. What well, came out last year though? I think. Oh, yeah. It, it came out on December twenty fifth. <laughs> you silly bean. All right. Well, this has been an episode. We only talked about two this week. Yeah, Wild Mountain Time. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Wild Mountain Time. If you're wondering, there was someone who texted me today and said, "Are we talking about it?" Because they don't want to. They don't want to purchase it for not. No, I didn't realize it wasn't free no, on Amazon. I'm not purchasing it either. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, this. I mean, we're all about streaming. If there was a movie that we needed to watch, purchase, then we would have done it. But this is all, all. It's all about theatrically and streaming. So. I'm sure Wild Mountain Time will be free within a few months' time, so we'll, we'll check it out then. I will be excited. I mean, it's cruising along at a big 30% Rotten Tomatoes score, which is really making me want to spend that nine ninety nine to watch it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> really attractive cast, though. That's all I'm saying. Really attractive cast. Um, yeah, so this week is all about that. But this has been episode 208 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Check out the show on Facebook. Check us out there. And check us out on YouTube. We are still getting – you know what, Roger? That, that one video is still getting tons of hits. The Art of Racing in the Rain. 
racing in the rain. Good. That's just, all I do is wear a all I do is wear a motorcycle helmet and yell, "I'm a Ferrari driver." Yeah, it's actually funny. pretty terrible. Some of the lowest quality production I've ever done. <laughs> but in it's that fun. way, it's actually kind of amazing. Uh, next week, we're looking at Pieces of a Woman. It's a Netflix movie, and Uncle Frank, which is I've checked free to stream. It's free to stream on Amazon. So both those movies are free. Check them out. Um, listen along. See if you agree with what we say. Well, Roger, please make it weird. Are you rubbing your beard hair on the mic again? No, I can't. Want me to do that? Look. Oh, Chris was doing it, not me. Yeah. <laughs>